Welcome to the Queer Conversation podcast brought to you by Lotol Media, a show where we discuss all things queer. I am your host, Silke Bader, a publisher and producer in the LGBTQI space in Australia for the past 30 years. When the International Service Organization Rotary was found 118 years ago, membership was reserved for adult male person of good character and good business or professional reputation, as outlined in its constitution. Women were not officially allowed to be members of Rotary clubs until the 1980s, when the U.S. Supreme Court ruled that Rotary could not exclude women based on gender. And of course, some people were not officially excluded, but often made to feel unwelcome in practice, including members of the LGBT plus community. This has earned Rotary a reputation of being a white, homophobic and transphobic men's club. But two current Rotary members say that well-established organizations like Rotary can become more diverse and inclusive is the right approach. We meet Grant Godino, president of the Rotary LGBT Plus Fellowship, which promotes education and inclusivity globally within Rotary. And Stacey May Lacoy Duffield, who is a board member on the Rotary LGBT Plus Fellowship. She came out as a trans lesbian woman when she was a member of the Rotary Club of Ellenbrook in Western Australia, which she is still part of today. Stacey will talk about her experience coming out in Rotary, including the positives and the challenges. Welcome to Queer Conversation. I'm really curious to find out about how Rotary, the Rotary Club, embraces diversity to start off. Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll jump in. So Rotary has done um, a lot of work to sort of look back at our history and our past. And um, we, as an organization, know that we haven't always done that well. Um, it took an act of the Supreme Court of the United States for us even to allow women in. So there's still a little bit of um, history of that in our organization. But we're making a really concerted effort to to really promote diversity, equity, and inclusion around the organisation. We've done um, everything from putting education modules together for our members, um, setting a code of conduct that has some really purposeful actions and behaviours that we expect of our members. That that looks at everything from using pronouns to respecting people of different cultures. Um, it's a really positive start and we're, we're really starting to also look into what our membership looks like to understand what we need to do to continue that journey of, of both learning and, and making positive change within the organisation. Um, the LGBT plus fellowship that I'm part of is just one example of that. And um, probably the best way to, to think of the fellowship is to think of it as like a Pride Network. We've got those in lots and lots of workplaces and, and the Rotary LGBT Plus Fellowship is, is really the Pride Network of, of Rotary members. We, we come together and we share stories about what things are like in our clubs. We um, have events every year at our big Rotary International Convention. It's just a really safe space for LGBT Plus people and their allies to, to come and, and be part of our organisation in a really safe space. How did the fellowship start and when? I knew you were going to ask me when and I can't think of the date off the top of my head. We had, um, we had, a, um, we had a convention. So every year Rotary has a big convention. Um, we have about 20,000 Rotarians that will all descend on a city together. And it was, oh, goodness, it was pre-COVID, I'm going to say. It was probably 2018. About 2015, we had a Rotary convention in Atlanta, and 
it was really the start of Rotary's DEI journey there. And we had a we had a breakout session that talked about being inclusive to LGBT plus people in clubs. And it was there that this idea of having a having a fellowship for LGBT plus people was really imagined and and came up. So it just happened really organically out of a, a really positive conversation with members. One one of the members, um, Stacey, um, you have joined Rotary. You also came out as transgender. What was your journey at a Rotary club with that? So for me, I'd sort of hit a really dark part of my life where I was competing with the need to transition, but also having a very white male life. And I kind of joined Rotary to rebuild my sense of community or connection to the community because I started to isolate myself um, and managed the, the club. I'm in the club of Allenbrook in WA um, in Australia, and they were so supportive in, uh, of me as an individual at that space. And I eventually sort of gained the confidence and the support I needed to complete transition so in February this year, I actually transitioned and went to my club to tell them what was going on. And within a week, they had changed my name, my pronouns, my details on the Rotary system, and I've really just been super supportive. And through that, I was then connected to the LGBT fellowship. And that's when I then reached out to Grant and really then suddenly realized that actually Rotary had this wider LGBT community um so and that was um just a really eye-opening experience for me and a really great chance to connect and then I felt like so one of the members in my club was you know an older male that didn't really understand and for a couple of weeks didn't really talk to me or communicate with me not that he was offensive or rude or anything like that but just you know it's like something really new um, and then I also noticed that Grant had um or the fellowship had tools on their website for how to help educate clubs so obviously that's when I fell in love with that sort of space and wanted to do more uh, and I've really got involved in the fellowship to try and spread that word to help support clubs with there are people that have traditionally been in Rotary a long time who have a traditional view, um, but it's not where the club is at. The club is very progressive in their diversity, equity and inclusion policy and they really want to make a Rotary a place for everybody. Um, so that's where I've been really passionate about supporting Rotary. I find it incredible that you are, you know, flying the rainbow flag in what is originally known as a conservative club and only through people like yourself there will be change and there will be change. I mean, um, you, you've you got this network and the next thing I'd like to talk about are the LGBT uh, plus inclusion kit. Uh, yeah, so the, on our website um, we actually have a toolkit um, that the team put together and that allows clubs to really do like a self-assessment. So many people in the, the external environment would know like Rainbow Tick. So it's a very similar process that's available for clubs to really do that deep dive into themselves, um, to ask themselves, you know, where do we sit as a club? Also then talking there to their members about, you know, where do our members sit? Because some members are very traditional old white males that come from a very different world and a different background. So it really encourages people to have a safe and open conversation about those beliefs. So it's like there's no wrong question, no wrong answer. It's where do you fit and how can we bring you on the journey? So we're trying to create this compassionate space within clubs because we have got a lot of members who are 70 plus. 
who have lived a very different life and are not even sometimes connected to today's world. You know, so suddenly it can be quite confronting for them also to see somebody like myself turn up at a meeting or do a presentation. So it's creating that journey. And on the back of that, we then give them tools and education to be able to connect with that LGBTQIA plus community. And then from there, they can, um, you know, do assessments, connect with clubs, do some promotional work. And that toolkit covers all of those aspects. And I recently presented that. So my uh, district governor allowed me to do a presentation to the wider group, which I did an hour long video about that toolkit uh, and obviously offering them to go to clubs and talk them through that journey from, you know, somebody from my experience about how that feels and how to be supportive and ask those questions. So it's a really positive document. Grant was probably part of the team that developed it. I've just sort of sold it to my part of the world in WA. I don't know whether, Grant, you want to talk more about it. I've talked about the detail in the document. Yeah, it's just a, it's a, it's a really great um, sort of tool for clubs to assess where they're at, to, to look at the things that they're doing and decide whether or not they are inclusive. And um, it's a lot like um, the Rainbow Tick or the Australian Workplace Quality Index and things like that. It's sort of a... a um, pulse check on how you're going around LGBT plus inclusion within the club. Um, the uptake of it's actually been really, really great and um, got some really good feedback from, from lots of clubs all around the world about that one. Yeah, that guide's been up on our website for about a year and a half, maybe two years now. Thank you so much for joining us, Stacey and Grant. Really appreciate it to shine some rainbow lights on the Rotary Club. This is some um, fantastic work you're doing and um, Congratulations. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you would like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from us, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, or Facebook using the tag at LottleMedia, or head over to our website, L-O-T-L dot com. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.